0: business the blog and podcast for game changers and innovators in the construction industry
1: hello and welcome to episode 105 of the AEC business podcast my name is Arnie Heiskanen and my guest is Burcin Kaplanolu PhD and vice president at Oracle Innovation Labs welcome to the podcast Burcin
0: and uh, welcome and thanks for the invitation
1: my pleasure so I um, Let's start off by you telling us about your background and connection with the construction industry.
0: Absolutely. So I studied civil engineering. That's my engineering degree. And then throughout my, you know, when I was doing my master's, I recognized that I really like project management, especially construction management. So then I decided to get a Ph.D. in in that and but I also didn't really, um, I did not want to be a full-time academic. So that was a choice I made. I actually worked full-time in the industry and also received my PhD. So that was challenging. (laughs) That was, you know, many hours of work during the day and at nights and all that, but, um, I was able to do that. And I spent almost 17 years in the industry, uh, before I joined Oracle now almost, um, three and a half, four years ago. And when I joined Oracle, the the role I took is to lead innovation for Oracle's construction engineering business unit. Um, Most of the audience knows this business as a software provider and especially our scheduling product. Uh, We also have project management and others that actually serve the engineering and construction. So I have been leading that for three and a half, four years. And I am also the co-founder of Oracle Industries Innovation Lab. Um, and then we're going to talk more about what that means in a minute.
1: You already mentioned that Oracle offers project management software for the construction industry. But as a technology company, why is Oracle interested in construction?
0: Well, it actually goes back to now almost, I think, 12 years ago, um, Oracle. So if you think about Oracle, I, I want to break it down to three components. We are, we are a technology company, like the cloud and all that. We also have applications like the CRM and ERP systems that our customers use at the backup house. Many of, our, many of the construction companies actually use that also. We also have industry specific applications. Um, this group within Oracle started almost 12 years ago with the first acquisition of Primavera. So most of the audience knows this as Primavera as a construction um, scheduling product, and it's the most dominant out there. Um, I knew it too, but what was surprising to me, and I probably shouldn't be, um, is actually Primavera is used in everything, uh, in project management. So if you're designing next generation fighter plane, you use Primera for scheduling, if you are um, doing production planning for a manufacturing facility, or even some IT project management examples I've seen. So it it serves many, many industries. And Oracle decided that um, they will um, initially start it as acquiring companies, then start building products to pick certain verticals and build applications that serve them. And construction actually is the first one. It was started with Primera, then actually brought in um, Unifier, which does workflow management, then brought in Textura, which does payment management, then brought in Aconex, which does project management. So if you follow all this, you have the schedule, you have the project management, you have the workflow, and you have the payment, right? So it's, and and now the big effort is, um, you know, pulling all this together and building one platform that serves it. But at the bigger Oracle level, it's not just construction. So we have industries serve communication, um, uh, utilities, um, life sciences, uh, retail, uh, food and beverage. But they are specific applications actually serve those. But um, I'm probably proud to say construction was the first one.
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. You already gave me a virtual tour of uh, your innovation labs before we started. But what is Oracle Industries Innovation Labs?
0: So um, let's go back in time. I joined the company, like I said, almost four years ago and worked on a strategy for innovation. And part of that is, one is to accelerate our own internal innovation, right? How can we accelerate and bring products to market faster? Another one is, really change the strategy and building an ecosystem. So we start working with partners and working with them about integrations or workflows um, and really solving problems. But what really happened is I was six months into the job and we were having a conversation about, you know, if we really, really want to solve the problem, we actually have to do it physically, right? As an example, let's say you have a sensor that uh, recognizes uh, concrete pour, right? It actually helps you with that. So in the past, what happened is when a company came and said, I have this great sensor, I can, we can build APIs and connect with your scheduling product and we'll do this, this, and this. We could define the workflows, we can get customers engaged, we can do all this great stuff. But the reality is we actually didn't have a place to try it, right? Try Is this really going to work? Does this really make sense? So the idea was uh, six months into the job is, hey, let's build an innovation lab, but let's not build something like an office space like most innovation labs are let's also not do innovation theater which is most innovation labs are you know they sh- they show you all these amazing things happening but the reality is you know they're like going to be five to ten years from now right so let's focus on stuff that is two to three years down the line step one and uh, let's we're the customers and partners in and let's build a space to actually do it our first one was a simulated construction site. So we built this, I think it was like 25,000 square feet, um, a, a construction site office, a steel structure, a fenced area, some gravel, some dirt, this site, like you would do in a typical construction. And if you look from far, it wasn't that exciting to look at. <laughs> you know, it just looked like a construction site, right? But the reality was, we tried and test and validated a lot of technologies on the site. That triggered, that was operational, Arnie, for like 15 months. uh, And then that triggered us to actually build a bigger facility in the same location. That's the story behind it.
1: Talking about innovation, because innovation in construction is a little bit, let's say, a difficult question. (laughs) Innovation in construction is mostly as we know, incremental and evolutionary because companies see radical process changes as, as being too risky compared to the potential reward. So what could the construction sector learn from other industries uh, in, in terms of managing the risks of innovation, innovative changes? Uh, as, as you are working also in other, in other industries, you, you may have something, some ideas about this.
0: Absolutely. So I'm going to first start with, I'm going to actually really talk about two points here. What you said is absolutely right. It's risky and it's really hard to like stop your operations and try new stuff. Because the reality is if it doesn't work, right, then that's big failure. There's damages, there's other things. That was one of the drivers of building our lab because we could try it. And what we learned from it, Arne, is we could really test and really solve like Issues, 80% of the issues. Because we have tried things, we improved them here, and then we deployed them with our customers to you know sites. And what we learned is we were able to really resolve a lot of issues before they went out to the to do to do um, you know sites. So in some ways, consider the Oracle Industries Innovation Lab is a test bed to try and solve a lot of things and take the pressure off of risks before they got out into the field. So that's step one. Step two, I really like your question because um, since September, my role has changed within Oracle. And what I'm doing is actually now engaged with multiple industries. And the ones I'm working really closely is um, utilities, communication, food and beverage, and hospitality. Now, you might wonder and say, what's the connection between all these? There's actually a lot of connection because construction has to build them, right? Utilities have to bring you the power, the energy, the water. Communications has to make sure all these data is flowing there and whether you build them or you maintain it. You need to eat food and you need to actually stay in a place. So if you connect all this, it's been quite an interesting uh, experience to see how these industries work. Um, But I also realized that there's lots of similarities. So I will define it this way. Every industry is trying to bring one platform that captures the data. They're all trying to capture the data from sensors with partners and ecosystem. And they're all trying to build AI on top of this to actually make sense out of the data and really predict things. It's everywhere the same. Retail is the same, hospitality is the same, utility is the same, Communic- they're, all doing, uh, they're all trying to achieve the same thing, which is what we're trying to achieve. So far, the one I have seen the most adv- advanced is actually the hospitality which has been quite interesting to see how advanced they are. Because if you think about it, when you go register to a hotel, you have a system that keeps all your records. They could know your preferences. And then a lot of things actually can be triggered because it's about your experience, your human experience in the space. And then all it has to do with then tying with the sensors and other things. Um, What I have seen is it evolved so much that Um, like they have very large ecosystems, uh, from payment to other things. I think we see it during, you know, last 12 months in our lives too. So there's a lot of things now done in hospitality space is virtual or touchless or all that. Um, so I think we can learn from those and we don't really need, really need to invent the wheel, right? So we can actually have a potential to bring them to our industry because. Let me give you a specific example. A delivery is a delivery, right, eventually. If you think about, you know, you are in hospitality and you're gonna have something delivered to your location to serve your customers, it's the same thing in in concept. It's the same thing for a construction site. Maintenance, utility maintenance is not that much different than building maintenance, trying to do predictive maintenance, right? So utilities is trying to figure out how they can use AI to do that while construction is in the infancy stages of that
1: one thing that is I, I think a little bit special in, in construction peculiar is that it, it, there's so much variability in, in, in the process so mostly the variation is made visible by cost and schedule overruns uh, so so how do you how would you change the way we build so that the process would be more predictable more manageable
0: I think there's two directions for this and they're both getting a lot of traction. One is prefabricating offsite manufacturing and controlling the process. You know, th- there are successes, there are failures, but industry is really trying to reinvent itself about how it operates. And look, even if you have that, there's always going to be installation on the site. That's not going anywhere, right? So we still have to, if you were, even if you put the components together, somebody has to put it together on site. So um, it has a lot of benefits when you do that because of quality, schedule, safety, right? It's a controlled environment. You could do it in a factory and put them on the side. So I think that's one. The second one is about predictability of outcomes. And that has to do with, I think, our industry's adoption of artificial intelligence and machine learning. Um, we launched a product uh, a few months ago that actually does it for scheduling. So it's... Um, and if you think about any project, you hit the cost and schedule. Eventually, schedule is the driver, right? Um, A a lot of things, cost delay, cost overruns happen because of schedule. A lot of things happen because sequencing isn't right, something is not in place. Um, There's a lot of tools out there um, which can actually tell you, hey, here's the things that don't make sense in your schedule in terms of logic and other things, right? So there's ways to test your schedule. That has been in the market for a while. What I'm talking about is beyond that. What I'm talking about is looking at the past data, building uh, machine learning models and say, hey, your project has 80% chance of delay by 20 days and here's the reasons why. So that's what our new product does. Um, We're getting a lot of market response to it because after all, all we're trying to do is predict it, right? Um, But that brings another topic, you know, those models are as good as our past data, right, and actually learning from that and improving it. But I personally believe automation, you know, prefabrication, modular construction, plus the machine learning and predictions that we can really leverage is really going to help our industry to come to that level.
1: Yeah, so you're talking m- about more industrialized construction, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, many in the industry think that it's uh, the medium-sized companies rather than startups who drive innovation, and that's because established firms have knowledge and, and connections already that startups lack. What do you think is the role of startups? In all this, and how, how could they make a difference? So, I think it depends
0: on which angle you look at. So, if, if I look at the angle that who has the resources, right? Who has the um, ability to deliver things um, efficiently and fast? Yeah, I can see what you're saying about the medium sized companies, right? That, that's for sure. But that also comes with its own challenges because, um, you know, one of the key advantages of a startup is being nimble. Right. Ab- ability to adjust and pivot and make changes. So even if you're a medium sized company, um, when you need to pivot, it's not that easy. Right. So um and maybe if you look in the market, we're seeing more medium-sized companies getting things happen, making things happen, right? But I you also mentioned I think there's two parts to innovation, the incremental changes, and then there's the revolutionary things that come in and actually really like to change the whole landscape, right? Um, I believe startups' ability to be nimble and adjust and adapt um, is their biggest advantage. And then the medium-sized ability companies' ability to um, put resources into it, put a plan together and execute it is their advantage. The best of both worlds is you combine the two, right? To combine the two is um, a lot of things that startups can't do, they can do it, vice versa. And, and that's one of the key drivers for us to work with startups, too. I mean, we do have a program called Oracle for Startups and those, um, you know, uh, we are in the industry in construction engineering. We are the only one that actually. Um, so we own our own cloud. Okay, let's start with that. Right. So we use our products in our own cloud environments. And those startups actually work with us for integrations and, and these environments and 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 we are working with them because of that advantage they have right to to be able to adapt and adjust and and change um and innovate we are also putting all of effort on our internal innovation right so you know we we are a company known for that but i think um tying us with the startups has been beneficial to them and beneficial to us and overall it's been beneficial to the industry
1: yeah, so so you are perhaps uh, trying to establish an ecosystem in a way.
0: Absolutely, and, and that's that's been one of the missions of the lab, and lab was able to achieve that. Um, um, you know, one of the key things, and I'm sure the audience will will um, will share have experienced it, when I was in the industry, um, I was running my own uh, you know um, operations and got bombarded by companies saying, hey, I have this thing, it works, it's the best thing ever. I have this other thing. It's great. Um you know, there wasn't really any place for me to test them. Number one, none of them would pass the security requirements of what we had. Um, you know, that was major thing, right? Security, want to make sure that it's secure. Um, number two, a lot of these things like didn't really had any place to try them. And that's also what triggered us to build the lab, that we could try them in a safe environment. And see how they work and that's been driven also by customers too so like customers are coming and saying hey um they either tried something they want to take it to the next level or they have seen something they have a lot of interest and they want to try it with us um and that's where all this kind
1: of comes together at the lab so you, you mentioned several technologies already but what innovations or technologies uh excite you most at, at this time
0: so yeah so let's start with the the first two i just mentioned right so i think what excites me is absolutely industrialized construction and what that means for the future of the industry quality safety all the benefits that we could get um the second one as i said earlier is machine learning and ai and being able to kind of pull the data together and you know able to predict the outcomes because that's a that's a major issue the third one is data visualization but visualization beyond just um, you know, looking at screens and stuff, basically uh, uh, like mixed reality, augmented reality, that technology. Unfortunately, the technology is not there to meet our needs yet. Like it, whatever hard, what, and it's mostly the hardware, by the way. So we, you know, I always tell uh, customers, that if you found anything that works in the industry, please tell us. But we tried many things and you know, like the main issues are hardware and in the augmented reality or mixed reality space it's because hardware, either the battery life is an issue, daylight is an issue, like the the amount of data they can store is an issue. So all those things hasn't been resolved. um, But do I believe that's the future of the industry? Absolutely. And one use case comes over and over again when you, you know, talk to the customers. Um, By the way, you know, we had close to like 4,000 engagements at the lab in last three and a half years. So t- take that volume, right? Um, and then small to mid to large dust contractors in that spectrum. They all want to go out there, put their augmented reality, mixed reality headsets and see what should be in place what, versus what's put in place. They all want to look behind a wall and see what it needs, what was installed, right? This is over and over again. Everybody wants to see that. It's no surprise because we're all visual. I mean, that's what that's what we all do, right? Like if you are on the job site and that's my first 17 years, you work with superintendents and that's what they do. They look at things. They take pictures, right? That's how they document things. And we're all visual. So I think those three are the future of the industry and really going to help us solve a lot of problems um, as we move ahead.
1: How can our listeners find you both online and physically at the lab?
0: I will say this. Currently, we're offering virtual lab visits. Um, uh, So if they have an interest to schedule one, I would say reach out to um, Oracle Construction Engineering um, team members and they will be able to schedule a virtual visit and we can talk about the use cases and the technologies and all that. Um, If they want to learn more about what we're publicly sharing, they can follow Oracle Construction Engineering on LinkedIn, but also they can follow me um, also on LinkedIn. Um, I think those will be good places to start with.
1: Thanks for listening. For more stories and news about construction, industry innovation and technology, visit aec-business.com.